Want success in property investing? Then don't do this. Right here in this video, I'm gonna share with you the number one blocker that I see people having when trying to get started or build a property business, okay? This is the number one thing, that if you cannot get over this, you will not be successful, okay? My name's Mark Fitzgerald, and it's great to have you joining me here. So, what is it you're thinking? What is it, Mark? Get on with it, man. I'm not gonna stick around here all day. Well, at the end of the day, it's self-sabotage. Don't switch off. Let me explain myself. So I work with a lot of clients now, building property businesses, building rent-to-rent businesses, service accommodation, HMOs, you know, doing all sorts of different things, deal sourcing, you name it. And there is one thing that I see, not from everybody, but from a lot of people when they're working with me in my training or my coaching, and that is the fact that they want to build a property business, they want to build a property portfolio, but there is one thing stopping them, and it's them, okay? It's all very nice, it's all fluffy and games. When you're thinking about it, when you're at the beginning of something, it all feels comfortable, it all feels safe, it feels like nothing can go wrong. But then, when you start to put the work in, when you start to take the actions to go out there, to find motivated sellers, to find landlords, to talk to agents, it can become exceedingly difficult. And then all of a sudden, it becomes real. And that is when people become scared. I've seen it time and time again, and I see it more often than not. And it's something that you can overcome. You know, that's the good news. You can overcome this. But first of all, you have to acknowledge it so that you can deal with it and you can absolutely get it out of the way when building your property business. When I started my property business coming out of the corporate world, I had my doubts and my fears, but I had one thing, one thing that was not going to make me stop. And that was the fact that I had no fallback. I had no safeguard. I'd left my job, a corporate job, a cushy little number if you like but I had no fallback. I had to get out there and build a property business to keep the lights turned on in my family home. I had a wife, I have two kids. I could not let them down. So I didn't have time to be scared. I didn't have time to have fear. But did I have that? Did I go through those mixture of emotions when I was signing my first, second, third, fourth, fifth deals? Yes. Yes, I did. So I can resonate with people who struggle like this. Now, you may be watching this video or listening to the podcast. Of course, we have the Property Unleashed podcast as well. So you can listen to this on all successful podcast platforms as well as YouTube where you can see it. But you may be saying to yourself, I don't know what you're talking about, Mark. My passion is property. I want to build a property portfolio. I want to build a, a business in property to replace my corporate wage, to give me the time freedom, to live the lifestyle that, so to speak, you're leading, okay? And that's great, but when push comes to shove, a lot of people stop themselves from actually doing the deals. So I have students, I have clients, I have people, I have friends that are going out there, they're looking for deals, they're finding some really, really good deals, maybe not perfect. And that's one of the things 
that you have to remember in this world. Nothing's ever perfect. You may come across the odd deal that is, you know, 100% absolute no-brainer, and they're good. I have done. But more often than not, there's some work that needs to be done. There's some negotiations that need to be done. Just something there that makes them not 100%. Maybe they're 75%. You know what I mean? But we've got to add that extra 35%, whether that's putting finance into the deal, whether that's doing something else. But realistically, a lot of people are looking for that 100% perfect deal. Everything's aligned. The ducks are aligned. The stars are aligned. I'm going to do this deal. It never happens like that, or in most cases, it doesn't always happen like that. So you need to know your numbers, of course, as we always say here, but you also need to know that nothing's ever going to be perfect. There's never going to be the bestest time ever to do a deal, if that is a word, bestest time. There's never going to be the best time to do a deal. You've just got to make sure that they're good deals, the numbers stack, and of course, surround yourself with the right people so you know who to ask if you're doing those things. A coach, a mentor, a friend, um, just you know, people that know and have done stuff like this before. But the self-sabotage is, and it's one of the questions that I ask people that I work with, first and foremost is, are you scared of getting a deal? Now, you're, um, if, you, if you'd have asked me that, my macho and camaraderie-ness of everything, I would have said, no, of course not. I'm driven. I'm getting a deal. When I got a deal, yes, I was scared. Yes, I was nervous. Yes, I was afraid. You go through all of those mixture of emotions. You've got the little voice in your head telling you, don't do it. Don't do it. It's going to be hard work. There's going to be problems. You could lose money. That's one of the biggest ones. What happens if I lose money? And I think the thing is, you've got to work harder on your own mindset than you do your property business. And that's one of the things that I've done as well, which is work harder on myself than I do my property business. Now, why do I do that? Because at the end of the day, money ebbs and flows. Time is a commodity that we want to make the most of. And of course, if I do a bad deal, I can always get out of that bad deal. I might lose some money. But at the end of the day, I look at that as a learning. Okay, it's cost me some money. It cost me that to learn not to do this. Okay, so there are different ways and elements that you can look at things. When I look at training, I don't look at the cost of the training. I look at it as an investment because if I find one golden nugget that can make me a good few quid or make me a better husband, a better father, a better person, then it's worth its weight in gold. Then it's worth it. Because you cannot put a price on that sort of thing. But normally the fear is of losing money. It's having that scarcity mindset of thinking to yourself, if I do this deal, what's the worst that can happen? Well, I could lose a few thousand pounds or potentially a lot more than that. Okay, is that really, really bad? Is that going to send you out on the street? Is that going to you know, kick you out of where you live now? Will it change your life completely? Or will you have opportunities to go back out there, make that money up again, and it's no major big deal? Okay, that's the worst case scenario. And a lot of people, they cannot get over that worst case scenario. No, I can't afford to lose any money. I can't afford to lose 100 pounds. Do you know what I mean? And that's the wrong mindset to have. If I lost 100 pounds now, yes, I would be a little bit knocked, a little bit angry, potentially. It's 100 pounds at the end of the day. But is it life changing? No. Will I lose any sleep over it? No. At the end of the day, I can go out there, do some business, get some more money coming through. And that's the mindset that you want. Even if you haven't got anything right here, right now, that's the mindset that you want to be taking into it. So you need to make sure that you're not sabotaging your own results because your subconscious actually is very scared of getting those deals over the line or getting potentially that first deal over the line. And this is a serious matter. This is a real thing. What you will find is 
if you look at other people around you as well, if you've ever done any training and you're looking at people and you think they're flying, they're doing really, really well, yet they don't have a deal across the line. Now, maybe they're still trying to find one because deals don't just materialize out of nowhere. You've got to go out there and put a lot of work and put a lot of effort and be consistent and persistent in your approach, as I always say. But you've got to get yourself out there and you've got to make sure that you're doing the right things at the right time and just staying consistent with that. But then when push comes to shove, I see so many people saying, I've got a, I've got a nice property here. Landlord's a good landlord. Uh, deal looks really, really good, but a deal didn't happen. Well, why didn't the deal happen? Well, I don't know. It just sort of fizzled out or, you know, they, they, they've got tenants in there at the moment. There's an issue at the moment. There's this, there's that, there's an excuse. And they're just looking for excuses not to do the deal. That's when their subconscious is, t- is t- taken over and is basically telling them not to do the deal. They're sabotaging their own results where they should do the deal and then work out what it is they need to do. Now, you don't want to take anybody's headache on. Okay, so don't go out there and do silly deals. The numbers have to work. If you're doing a rent to rent and it's HMO and there's some tenants in there that you don't want to work with, sign the agreement and just say that you take it on when they've got those tenants out of the way, whoever's controlling it or help them get those tenants out. But you don't have to start paying money straight away. We all have these limiting beliefs because we don't always know all the facts about how to do every strategy that we want to do. So that's why it's always good to go out there and learn those strategies. And if you need any help with that, then visit the propertyunleashed.com. We have some free books, tools and resources. We have a deal analyzing spreadsheet. We have some masterclasses. We do offer other training and one-to-one support as well. But go there, grab the free stuff. Grab the free stuff, download it, read it, do the masterclasses, get yourself the deal analyzing spreadsheet and start practicing stacking deals all completely free. What goes around comes around in life. And I like to put that out there to help people get started to understand a bit more about what it is they want to do. But also in the beginning, when you're looking at deals, when you're talking to people, you might do your first deal probably won't be your best deal. Okay. We always negotiate things better on. My first couple of deals were actually pretty good deals. My third deal wasn't so good. I'll be quite honest with you with that one, uh, which, which is odd because people... People say by the time you get to your third deal, you should know what you're doing. Well, I did know what I was doing, but I got too cocky, for want of a better word. uh, And I thought I knew it all. So I took a deal on without doing the proper uh, due diligence on the property itself. Lovely property, actually, just in the wrong area. uh, And I didn't do the research that I did. So it was a learning. But I had that property for a few years and it still did make me money. Because even though it wasn't in the best area, it wasn't the right property to really do a deal on. I learned a good lesson there to do my due diligence, which is something now that I help other people with. Why? Because I've learned from my own mistakes. And that's why you want to learn from somebody who's been there and done it that will share the mistakes, not all the good things. They'll share with you the bad things as well, because you learn more from the bad things. But equally to that, in the end, I issued the break clause, gave the property back in a better condition than I received it. Landlord was happy because he wanted to sell at the time. So it, it worked out in the end. And what I did do is, because it was in a bad area, I managed to find Eastern European workers that all wanted to live together. I had a house, they all lived there, and they were all right. They looked after the property. They were pretty good, to be quite honest with you. It didn't really bother them that the area wasn't great because it was close to work. So they didn't have to get any transports to work. Um, they could all live together and they did. And, uh, and it, it was happy days. It was only really when they all decided to move that uh, I decided then maybe I don't want this property anymore. And you can do that. And that's why I love the rent-to-rent strategy because you, you know you, everybody thinks you're tied in. What happens? I'm tied into a contract five years. I've got to pay this five years. 
you do the right contracts, you set yourself up in the right manner, and you can eliminate the self-doubt, you can eliminate having problems. So make sure that when you start out, you have a strong why. Now, people are going to say, he's on about that why again. Why, why, why? You've got to have a good reason why, and don't just have money, because you will stop. When things are hard, you will quit, you will give up, and you will go and start chasing the next get-rich-quick idea that you're thinking about. Have a strong why. Mine was my family, okay? It was nothing to do with me, nothing to do with money. Well, it had a little bit to do with money. I needed some money. Um, But it had to do with proving to my two boys, my sons, that their dad could go and do whatever he says that he's going to do. And I was determined to make that happen and not quit until I made sure that I had the deals, that we had the income coming through, and I've never looked back since. So make sure you've got a strong why, because it'll drive you when times are hard. And mark my words, you'll need that when times are hard. You get what you put in in life. So make sure that whilst you're out there, you are outworking the competition. You are going above and beyond what is required and that everybody else is doing there. Put your own pitch on things. Put your own spin on things, okay? And make sure that you follow these four simple rules. And the first one is, what sort of lifestyle do you want to be living? How do you want to live? Set it out. Have a vision. Where do you want to live? Who do you want to live with? And what sort of income do you want to have coming into your life? The next thing is find out how you can get what you want. If you want to have a portfolio of rent to rent, how can you do that? Okay, who's already doing it? Copy them, follow them, speak to them by training, do whatever it is, or or free courses, follow podcasts, follow YouTube channels, learn how to do it. Okay, learn how to do it properly and effectively, and it will save you more in the long run. Okay, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to have loopholes. It's going to cost you a fortune. Thirdly, you've got to put the work in. You've got to graft. You've got to get out there. You've got to give it everything that you've got. 100%. I will not fail. Why? Because I choose not to fail. You only fail if you quit. So don't quit. But you have to make sure that you are putting the right actions in. But I will tell you this. Even if you just watch a few YouTube videos, listen to a few podcasts, read a few books and go out there and do it on your own. Yes, it might cost you money and mistakes, but you will still make it happen as long as you don't quit. It might just take longer. Okay. And then after that, you've got to be willing to tweak what you're doing. So as you're building your portfolio, you can pivot when you... um, well, regulations, when new things happen, when when you see potential opportunities, you can tweak things to make sure that you're continually growing, continually educating in yourself, making yourself a better person, getting that mindset right and moving yourself forward. You do those four things, you will not self-sabotage your results. You will, as the saying goes, get out of your own way. And that's one of the biggest things that I've had to overcome in my entrepreneurial journey. And that is getting out of my head, getting out of my own way and believing in myself. And there's a few different ways that you can start to make sure that you believe in yourself as well. You'll have all heard the term, take massive action. 
Massive action. I don't even know what that is. I just believe that you have to take action on the right things. Make the calls, send the emails, do the viewings, make the calls, send the emails, send the letters, do the calls, get out there, start talking to people, shaking hands, doing the right things in whatever business strategy or property strategy you are deciding to do. So you have to make sure that you're taking the right actions. And the thing is, we set goals and we set targets and we're all told to 10x them. 10x Listen, when you're starting out with anything and you want to build up the confidence in yourself, building up self-confidence so that you've got a bit of a swagger when you're walking down the road, when you're going into meetings, you've got a bit of presence about you, comes over time. You might not have that all the time. Some people might have it right here, right now. Some people that might need to grow, particularly in a field like property investing, when you want to be talking about those things. So what I would say to you is set massive goals, set massive targets. I do. But then on a day-to-day basis, set achievable goals. I need to make two phone calls this lunchtime to agents. Don't do one, do two. Do three if you can, but push yourself. But make sure it happens, okay? I want to do 10,000 steps a day. Make sure, even if you have to get up, walk around the house, walk on the spot to get your 10,000, you do. Because by building those little building blocks, little stepping stones to successes, to wins, you will start to build the confidence up in your own mind. You will start to believe in yourself because your subconscious will say, I tell you what, when Mark says he's going to do something, Mark follows through and Mark does it. And it takes a bit of time. But if you start that now, and I tell you now, over a 90 day period, you set the mini little targets and make sure that they are achievable. You might have to push yourself or stretch yourself on a few and there's nothing wrong with that. Make sure they're achievable and make sure you're hitting them on a regular basis or every single day. All of a sudden, after 90 days, you'll start to believe in yourself. You'll say to yourself, I want to build this property portfolio. I want to get out of the nine to five. And you'll believe yourself. Why? Because you're achieving your targets each and every day. Even if you haven't got time to get out there and do property right now, you're just thinking about it. You can still set this into your life. I need to make sure that I follow through with what I'm going to say I'm going to do and just start doing it with some healthy habits that will move you in the right direction. A few extra steps, a workout, a healthy meal, not going to eat rubbish, not going to drink alcohol till the weekend or anything like that. Just start small and build up to things. Build up the self-confidence, cut out the self-sabotage and make sure that when somebody says to you, I'm ready to do this property deal, I'm ready to sign on the dotted line, you're ready as well. I hope this episode's helped you. If it has, please feel free to subscribe, share and like and all of those good things. Do check out the Property Unleashed podcast as well on all you uh, good podcast platforms. Of course, the YouTube channel here. If you have enjoyed this, stick it in the comments. And as I say, I'm always happy to help. So reach out to me on social media, Instagram, Facebook are the main things. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Uh, And of course, visit thepropertyunleashed.com for free tools and resources to help you get out there and create the life that you desire. You take care and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.